Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. This is going to be something else, I'll tell you right now. It's time to leave the chapel behind. Back out into the valley. Back out into the valley. But not before Will has something to say. I want to do a little role play. Um, I kind of imagine like... You're a naughty nurse. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And Nestor needs a checkup. (laughs) At the dawn of a new day. Yeah, so he wakes up sort of invigorated. He's like, it is a blessed day. A tough decision will be made. I don't think this is a right idea to go that way. I'm going to vote for the other direction. Could be anything. Could be a weapon. It could be dangerous to Giles. That's something that we need to explore. Bella's like, wait here. And she casts Fly on herself. Oh. oh. And takes off into the air. <laughs> what? But will it be the right one? I can't tell you how huge this is. This could wow. get so bad. So fast. The adventure gets terrifying. Now I know why the Scarecrow was there. Right now. What's going on, everybody? Troy LaValle here, back again with another wild episode of the Glass Cannon Podcast. The GCP, if you're nasty. I don't have a whole lot to say today for a change. Uh, Obviously, if you've been following our announcements, the GCP is coming to Gen Con 50. I am so excited. Joe was the first one to take me to a gaming convention, oh God, five years ago at this point when I went to PAX East for the first time, and then we've been back since, and I cannot even imagine what it's going to be like when we get the whole crew out there with all of you guys that are coming. We cannot wait. And, Joe announced last week, we're going to be doing our first ever live show at the Geekery HQ right here in Astoria, Queens on Saturday, April 15th. I'm going to tell you right now, there are a ton more details to come out about what we're actually going to be doing about the after party at the bar across the street afterwards. That's right, there's an after party, and what exactly is going to go down that day. But, I'll tell you this, if you want to be a part of it, you're going to have to be here, so make your travel plans now. I don't even want to talk anymore because this next episode is so much fun, so delightful. So here she is, episode 89. Bottle of red, ooh, bottle of white. Whatever kind of mood you're in tonight. At a table near the street on our old familiar beat. You and I face to face. Mm. Them crystals on fire! 
crystals on fire. <laughs> so you found some fire crystals. There was a long debate. The guys were very uh, gun shy, but Sir Will just chip, 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 chipping away. I, I had a very clear image of this, and you know, you cast light on him, and I just imagined the shadow making Will look much larger than he was. <laughs> but it's really just a child. Trying to play with fire. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So you see these crystals in your hand that are just like glowing with living fire within them. You hold them up to your face and it illuminates the room in like red flames licking off the walls and the shadows. Um, Just raw red crystals. And you start to put two and two together and realize that those other ones must have been decoys. Decoys. Okay. okay. So So this is the true treasure. Enemies of the church may have known about these things and tried to steal them. Possibly. I mean, they were obviously put back here for a reason, but other ones left out. Like, here are the geodes. Oh, let me check. <laughs> Milky white pulsating. Oh, my God! Yeah. As we said a couple weeks ago, they're coming through now, Con. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder, um, looking at them, peering over, I, I kind of go, Will, are you, you're okay, right? You cracked it open? Well, it, uh, yeah, and he's just like, there seems to be some red crystals in here, and he's like running his hands gently through it, and does he know anything about these or what they are or could be? I mean, is what check is it? Uh, you could do an appraise check, honestly, to, to find their worth. But otherwise than that, they appear non-magical. You're getting a strong evocation aura, um, and you still sense that, but it's just like holding magic in your hand. Its use is completely unknown to you. But if you, what was your appraise? Uh, 17 appraise. They're probably worth that, that. That harvest of that first one is probably worth 1,000 gold pieces. Mm. Uh, raw fire crystals. Well, wow. somebody should do a uh, spellcraft check on it. Della will. And what, what is their weight like? Like, how big are, are they? Are, are they, they golf loose? ball They're size? Just, or like, no, you, you, you crack open, think, like, crack it open a coconut and you open it up. It's just like a, a, a handful. Of ha- yeah, like yeah. how big are they? Like golf ball size? or uh, No, they're like... Uh, each one's like a baseball or... They're all different shapes and in, in sizes, you know what I mean? They're all, they're not uniform in size, but you have like a, a handful of them and they're the size, you know, the largest one is probably the size of your fist, a little bit bigger than your fist. Not your fist, Will. <laughs> I was going to say. Fist. A man's fist? Uh, uh, 27 on the spellcraft. You know that it, it it probably has some purpose. It can be used for something, but you don't know what. Can I do an alchemy check on them to see if there could be an ingredient in something? Uh, yeah. Oh, great. 25. Ooh. Ooh. 25. You don't get the sense that they're an ingredient per se, but you know, between all of your spellcraft and your, your alchemy, just kind of trying to piece together what their use is, you, you feel like that they have a purpose beyond just being sold for gold. Okay. Right. Well, we should uh, hack open the rest of them and gather them up. Oh, yeah, and just uh, yeah, that's what I think. At the very least, we can we can maybe use it, you know, in some sort of negotiation, intimidation, diplomacy. With yeah, they may giants. be they may be very important to the giants. Yep. So yeah, you know, trade them for the hostages. I'd also like before we leave to see if they have any reaction to the brazier as we walk out. Any reaction. Uh, uh, so you come come back out and like hold as we we're gonna finish whatever here sure sure um all right so you guys want to yeah we take the rest chip 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 away at the rest same thing same more crystals in both of them so now you have three you know bushels of uh (laughs) raw red fire um and they're they don't hold any weight per se you just have it now you have all these things so you can just throw them in one of your bags um 
but you know they're valuable, so you want to be careful with them and keep them away from Nestor. Yes, they're these. And the evocation aura remains after we've done this harvest. They do. It's kind of like comes in and out. But it's and now it's emanating from the stones, not from where they were harvested right, from. Right. Got it. I think the only one that can be trusted with these are uh, Lexington. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nestor does try to pocket one. As he already has the jewel of Highgarden riding on his back. How could you put any more? <laughs> so as you guys are doing it, Nestor, try a sleight of hand. All right. Highbury. And everyone uh, who's working on a world perception. Uh, 30. <laughs> Fail. I'm not going to bother. Fail. All right, so no one sees it. Well, I don't care if he takes it. Yeah. So Nestor, as you're, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll put it in, put it in. Nestor grabs, you know, a good-sized crystal. I just, like, palm it. and Yeah. Nice. Is this your card? Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Skid, you want to play Umlo again this week? Sure. We could continue the trend of two to three episodes on Umlo. <laughs> yeah. That's how you really get in Umlo's skin. Get in the skin! Uh, all right, so what do you, you guys want to walk back out and you want to hold these near the brazier? Yeah. Nothing. Hmm. Nothing. Well, I guess, should we check upstairs real quick and see what's up there? Sure. Uh, so if one of you goes up, uh, Nestor goes up the first one, and uh, Sir Will and Della go up the second one, it's just uh, empty, dusty. Like it used to be used for sermons, maybe singing, uh, chanting, or whatnot. So if the priest or priestess uh, led the charge up here, uh, you go up there. Maybe the you know the deacons or whatnot were were up there, uh, acolytes. Hmm. Um, Roger Deacons. Roger Deacons, yes. Uh, and that's that's all you see. So that's it, as far as so you know, that's right? it. We're done. End of podcast. <laughs> you did it, guys. You no, but, but the there is no unopened door. There is no area we haven't seen. <clears throat> There's nothing we haven't detected. None. Or we haven't detected anything else. You haven't detected. You know, worth just, exploring. You were detecting evil magic the whole time before you came in. Came in. You went in that side door. Explosion. You go to the altar. Encounter. You find the secret door. You find these geodes that are being hidden for a reason in a centuries dusty chamber. And you go up, you look at the balconies, you look all around, you find bones. Nestor found the sapling rod, this gigantic former chapel to Zers Vader is otherwise empty as far as you know. Okay. Baron. It's nerve-wracking because it's such a big map, right? Yeah. I recommend, <laughs> I recommend we camp the night here. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. It is an enclosed area, has fortifications. We can stay inside and get a peaceful rest. Uh, I agree. All right. Della, your thoughts. Della's already sleeping. <laughs> Classic Matthew. <laughs> for, for always the first of all. After sleep. she stitched her acid uh, burned clothing back together. Uh, I thought it was a fair question. Oh, yeah. Remember the clothing? <laughs> the tatters. Uh, is there anything you guys want to do before you go to bed, or is it, let's just go to bed and wake up a little here? Darren just says a prayer over the bones that we now know were being offered as food to this flytrap creature. And, uh, they were intruders, most likely. Yeah, and just says a prayer of vengeance towards Torag for them. Ah. Della will, before she falls asleep, cast Cure Light Wounds on herself and use her last one. Ah, okay. Boom. Gives herself a little more uh, cure. You want to burn off any channels there, Sir Will, before bed? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I will I will burn off my last channel of the day. Give it... Oh, three ones <laughs> on three d six. I was going to say that. before you even rolled it. Oh, like, so three d six, three ones three. on three d six. It's really not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> Those <Three> ones. ones. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> I, 
Jones. I really enjoy how you, Joe, as a player, have started to play characters who just have ridiculously high D- ACs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> right. that's my yeah, only recourse. The one thing that can't be affected by my rolling. <laughs> that's right. There's no randomness there. Staying alive. Uh, uh, Sir Will uh, actually wants to... I want to do a little role play. Um, when we like, as we're getting ready to sleep and stuff, I kind of imagine like you're sitting- a naughty nurse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Nestor needs a checkup. <laughs> uh, so he he asks for uh, help from Umlo, and he like takes off his armor fully and like gets everything. Uh, gets everything off and gets you know around. I, I imagine like we build a little fire and we cook a little bit of food. Sure, and, sure. And uh, and we sit around and eat. And at a certain point before Della uh, goes to sleep, he kind of wants to pull Della aside and uh, say, "Della, can I may I speak with you for a moment?" And uh, Della has her hair like very emo down in front of her face, and she's like, "Okay." <laughs> Uh, Will is really kind of freaked out about what happened uh, with the fly trap, and he he's very uh, like he almost lost her. You know, she kind of like got sucked into that thing, and he tried to cast this command. And you know, luckily with the help of Nestor and Baron, she was saved. But it it just kind of reawoken in him this this sort of this nervousness about how dangerous their mission is, and. Uh, with all the infernal healing that happened after that combat, it was like uh, Umlo took it after the explosions uh, of the geodes, and Della took it two or three times, you know, in a row. And he he hasn't said anything, and he's just kind of watching it because he knows how kind of put off she was before. And he's been thinking a lot about it, and as uh, and, and he kind of he wants to talk to Della, so he pulls her aside, and and uh, and he just says, Della, I. I owe you an apology. Della, like, kind of stiffens back and doesn't say anything. And he's looking up at her, you know what I mean? He's like, right. he's like a good foot or two shorter than, than Della. And he's looking up, looking up at her and he, and he kind of tries, tries to hold his head up high and he says, I've behaved rather childishly, as Nesta so graciously pointed out. And I think, I think that perhaps I need to rethink some things. I, last night... I, I had a, a nightmare. I saw my family, my brother. I, I haven't told you this before, but I have three older brothers. One much older, Frederick, with children of his own. Uh, another who is closer to me in age, but not in companionship. And, and then Benrick. He and I were only a couple of years apart and grew up learning to fight together, much like you, I, I, I think. We, we were taught... Uh, the ways of martial combat, like your father taught you, and we we took our lumps, and we had to get ready. We had to be ready to get back up, back on the block, as my father used to say. I still remember the first time I beat him. I was thrilled. For for years he'd bested me. He was so much bigger, you know. And when I'd finally exploited his weakness, I was overjoyed. And so proud of myself. And then I beat him again. And again. And again. And that's when we started to realize that something was wrong. I suppose that's when I started to realize something was wrong. I'm sure my parents knew before they told us. But something was wrong with my brother. He was was weak. Uh, a, A sickness, perhaps. Not of the mind, but of the body. And... Della, by this point, has, like, sat down. 
yes. next next to him. So they're kind of sitting down, like the firelight <laughs> kind of glimmering behind, and he's sort of like really opening up. He's trying to tell this story. Mm. This illness, it was an, an insidious illness that lingered for, for many years. Lingers still. It, it doesn't seem to want to go away. For years, as we grew older and I grew stronger in my own small way, he grew weaker and weaker. Sometimes he would experience this great pain in his stomach and for days on end, and then it would go away for weeks and months at a time. It was so strange. We, if it was a disease, we had no idea what it was. It, it couldn't be cured by the clerics of the Abbey, the clerics of Shailen and Yomadai that had been called on by my parents and... As you can imagine, my parents had no shortage of resources. They, I remember even once they reached so far out to, to, to pay handsomely for a cleric of Abadar from Corvosa to, to come all the way to, to Highbury to meet him, and still nothing. Nothing helped. He never got better. And I just was overcome with guilt that he should be so weak of body when I was so strong. This... And he kind of hesitates for a second. Tiny, adopted halfling who had never experienced an illness. I'd never suffered from a disease. I, I, can't even, I can't even remember the last time I had so much as a cold. Well, I vowed that if I was able-bodied enough to fight against the evil in this world, then I could no longer spend my time in the safety of Highbury Castle. Much to my mother's dismay, I enlisted in the crusade, as I think you know. And I went to war fighting demons. My brother still lives, as far as I know. It's been quite some time since I left. And I promise I'm getting to it. I'm sorry I'm talking so much. My brother, Frederick, has always said I don't know how to tell a short story. Uh, my brother still lives, and last night I saw something in a dream that made me realize how foolish I'd been, and perhaps how wise you have. It was the giants in this dream. They'd conquered the lands of men here, and even the hold of Belksum. They'd moved north to Nerosian and broke through the Great Walls. Of course, they came then to Highbury and crushed the Great Stone Hall like it was a children's toy. And Benric, I saw him there laying helpless as they came through and killed everyone. I told you that I did not fear death and that I would rather die than use the means of evil, even to heal. But I'm realizing that is selfish. If I were to die here, now, at this time, when the storm tyrant least expects someone of my size to sneak behind his lines and dismantle his army from within, if I were to die, if we were to die, then how many more will die when the armies of the giants leave this valley. If I must use this infernal healing, loathe that I am to do it, to keep me alive long enough to see this quest through, to exact justice on these giant villains, then I must. Did you know, Della, that in the old days, not long after the death of Aroden, some followers of Yomadai believed that if you sheathed your blade in the body of a virgin... The blood would turn your longsword into a demon-slaying magical weapon. I always thought it was barbaric nonsense. But some crusaders that I met, the ones that had many tours within the world wound, believe it to this day, swore that it worked for them. 
They would take any edge they could find to fight the horrors of the world wound. And who am I to judge them? Those that give their lives to keep the world safe. Della, it was, she, was like, she was really with you for a while. And then when you told her the story, she's like visibly put off. Do the, the, the virgins, do they sacrifice themselves or are they just... Sometimes I don't believe they're willing. If the folk tales are true, even against their will, they could be sacrificed. And, but it was one death in the grand scheme of fighting the war of the demons. I always thought it was horrible. Just as I thought your infernal healing was. But think. Think about what you told me. How we must use any means necessary. I'm, I'm sorry for the way I reacted. That's all I want to say. I understand why you did what you did, and I hope you understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. We are in this together, Della, and I will do whatever it takes to see this quest through. Whatever it takes. You can count on me. Della nods, and she shakes his hand. She's like, I just think there's a lot. if If we can't see it, there's evil and good, and good and evil. It's just a fast way to die. I'm with you, and I'll keep you alive for as long as I can. Please do. And he kind of gets like a smile and like a a light in his eyes, as if he's been reinvigorated uh, in this fight somehow, in some strange way. And uh, Nestor's standing behind Will. You didn't see him come up. (coughs) Sorry, sorry, mate. Startles. Turns around. He's uh, so consumed in his thoughts. I, uh, I don't... I don't want to be rude, but I did. I did overhear a lot of what you said. And he like gets down and like squats down. And he looks him in the eye and he says, "You claim that you are incapable of telling a short story. Well, let me tell you, mate. Any story that you tell about yourself is by definition a short story." And he like claps him on the shoulder, gets up, and like goes back over and lies in his bedroll. And he cry, Will cracks up. <laughs> Adele pulls out the vial of demon blood. Demon's blood. Mon- Need some? Will looks at it and he's like, "There will be a time, I think." You, you just let me know. She puts it back, tucks it back away. Joe, you just earned yourself a bottle. Yeah! <laughs> All right. <laughs> I put a little thought in on that. Yeah, that was good. That was yeah. real good. Nice. <laughs> I learned some stuff. I see. That was great. That was awesome, man. <laughs> learned a lot about Will just then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think that that tension, betwe- that tension between uh, Will and Della, at least for now, maybe there'll be a pause in it. So. Yeah, I mean, I liked the tension and everything, but it's been... It's been weeks that, as a player, I've been like, "How am I? I don't want to not react to it, you know." So I'm right, trying Del to figure out just, how. Just died twice, right? In the past, exactly. In, and in so it's day. it's something he felt like he wanted to tell you because, like, we don't know how much time we have left, and he wanted you to know that he understands why you did what he did, and he's sorry about how he reacted. That was really the gist. And I think, I mean, Della doesn't have ill will, to, ill will towards Will because, <laughs> I mean, she again, she was acting to save his life, and then the obviously the method was what he objected to but she still doesn't want him to die I mean sure. she doesn't have that kind of she doesn't have that kind of attitude to him just because she doesn't see eye to eye with him she doesn't want him dead right. also as a team you have to hash these things out like we can't just continue with like real tension without addressing it because we're acting in concerts you know we, we have to rely on each other and we're comrades and, yeah I mean you know I just, mean in a really vicious 
situation. Yeah. A vicious war where we're behind the line, enemy deep yeah, we're in, in the territory. territory. Yeah. We have to trust each other. Yep. You know, have to. Yep. I so can just see Baron sitting in the back, smiling over this as he sharpens his gun. <laughs> <laughs> Baron. This team's coming together. <laughs> Baron actually uh, is happy about it, but he remembers kind of. Uh, he understands now that he couldn't have made Will get to this conclusion himself when he brought up Inquisitors before mm-hmm. um, and that, that they use like any means necessary to get to it at the end um, but what he's thinking inside of his head is that maybe and this is all internal maybe Will he's afraid that Will may have gone too far in the other direction and course adjusted and the point that he would use any means necessary so the quote that's in Baron's head right now is Beware that when fighting monsters, you yourself do not become a monster. For when you gaze long into the abyss, the abyss gazes also into you. It's a fine line. And he clacks his gun <laughs> and puts it away. <laughs> well, especially considering the abyss, how that is con- that is the home That's of the, the demons. Wound. That's where the That's demon's where... blood comes from. It yeah. comes yeah. from the abyss. Yeah. It's, and I think treading that line is going to be something that all four characters are going to be dealing with mm-hmm. throughout the adventure. Uh, and how appropriate for you to have this conversation with Della, because I've said now for a while that I've been keeping track of the days, and I just haven't shared it with you. I certainly haven't shared it with the fans. Um, and I just, I didn't start doing it at the beginning of book one. Uh, so at the beginning of book three, I, I arbitrarily picked a day at the end of what would be August in uh, Galarian. And it just so happens as you wake up today in the, the, you know, the sun streaming in through the holes in the ceiling, it is the day of the inheritor. Yo, oh, it is Yomadai's uh, and Yomadai holiday. holiday. It's a Yomadai holiday. Uh, I, I, I happen to know what that is, actually. The day of the inheritor. Yeah, please enlighten us. Uh, it's very simple. It celebrates, like as I had said last night, the death uh, after the death, death of Arden back in the day. Because Yomadai was one of his most stalwart supporters, right? Well, she was one of his. Uh, Oh, was she? She was one of well, the heralds. She was like a herald of of Aradin or something. But did she did she ascend from the Star Stone? She mm-hmm. was like yeah, she was a mortal. Yeah, that, like, that ascended. She took the trial, but and... she was below Aradin essentially, who was the god okay, of yeah, humans. Yeah, yeah. And the god of humans died under very mysterious circumstances. Nobody knows if he really is dead, but his clerics have no power anymore. All that stuff. It's a huge point of change in the world in the Galarian world. It was like a like hundred years ago. Yeah, it was right. about a hundred years ago. The equivalent of nineteen oh six compared to our yeah, uh, time. Right, like, ten years ago. Isn't the the like we have A D and uh, B C isn't the the calendar based on like before the fall of Aridan and after yeah, the fall of Yeah, it's Aridan reckoning. Oh, no, no, it's not the fall of Aridan, it's when he rose the he star rose. stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Aridan reckoning. So uh, and it's been almost five thousand years since that. So he basically when Aridan died the Day of the Inheritor celebrates when the humans that worshipped Aridin came over to Eomadai. Ah. So Eomadai had become a goddess and didn't necessarily have a huge human following. And then the humans came over. So the that is former, something that... The former worshippers of Aridin kind of were like, eh, I guess we'll go to Eomadai. Exactly. Well, some of them went the other way, too. Some of them were like... Because Aradin is neutral. He's not a good aligned god. He's neutral. So some of them went the evil way. Some of them went to like lawful Asmodeus. evil, Asmodeus sort of stuff. And some of them went the good, lawful good way to uh, Yomadai. So the night, you know, that's, that's something that Will definitely would have said to Della. You know, it's like tomorrow is a, is a holiday, the, the day of the Inheritor. It was a big celebration in my family for the humans were. It's the day that the humans celebrate becoming followers under Yomadai for they had no god and the ones that wanted to do good in this world went that way. And I think you're, if you're a follower of Yomadai, you're supposed to give your GM a president 
a present. You are more than welcome to Hayes. Give me a present. You're more than welcome to our current president, if you like. Uh, well, happy day of the inheritor, uh, Will. Yeah, so he wakes up sort of invigorated. He's like, it is a blessed day. You know what I mean? Like his somber mood from last night. He feels like a weight has been lifted. And he gets up early and he works out. And like, he's yeah. excited to continue. Oh, runs downstairs, opens his presents. <laughs> you know, the day of the inheritor is perfect, though, for our current president, considering the mass amount of wealth he inherited from his father. That's true. Boom. Boom. So, new day. Chapel is as clear as you're going to clear it. It was a nice night spent with all those skulls. Spent with all the, yeah, the, <laughs> the verdant tangles. Um, do you guys want to set off and go back to the main road, as it were? Back out into the valley. Back out yeah. into the valley. Is there yeah. more stuff heading east? Like, is there... Did, was this oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Your course shit. so far has been, like, east, and any opportunities to go north, you, you take north. And then you... If, there's nothing there. You keep going east and take all the north. Do you want to continue in that fashion? You only skipped, like, maybe one thing going south. I keep on thinking about that one passageway that looked like it was hard to pass. It was difficult for one person to squeeze through. That was the, the southerly through. one, yeah. And I, I know it may not be quite as relevant because giants probably couldn't have gone through there, but I wonder if it's a shortcut to someplace else. But, I mean, I'm up to following whatever else... The rest of the party wants to do. I'm good with just continuing east. But. Okay. Uh, by the way, I should tell you, I spent an arcane pool point this morning. Oh, really? Ah, interesting. This is your, your knowledge pool? My knowledge pool, And this yeah. is going to give you a spell that you're not going to tell me you're going to surprise me exactly. with. Exactly. Oh, I, I thought that'd be fun. <laughs> We're having fun. We're having fun. Uh, I'd like to go east, too. All right, so you guys want to go east. Do you want to continue, like, anytime you see north, keep going north, or you want to take it as it comes? Uh, yeah, I think that's safe to say for now. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's like you see a giant drop off and a huge cliff. Right. Oh, well, we just keep going north. We promised. We gave our word that we keep going. You don't break your word on the so, day of the inheritor. Assuming. <laughs> we all die. Assuming. Hurtling off the cliff. It's like Wiley Coyote style, like floating in midair. Assuming that there's no other changes, then I'll. I'll uh, say you're going that way. So you guys set off and you go south now to get back to the. Uh, you know the the main way you were going, and you find it, um, and you're following a stream all the way there, and then the stream continues east. Are there any hints on our map, our geode map, as to where any of this leads? No, it, the, oh, we the haven't geode, checked in on that in a while. The yeah. geode map just led to the mouth of Midgar. It stops Valley. here. Right? Yeah, uh, it stopped there. Yeah. That's all. It. Oh, before we get too far, can I try to spellcraft that bag again? Oh, oh sure. Yes, yeah, yeah. Please, you guys want to do spellcrafting? Yeah, new day, a new spellcraft. 18. Nope. 18 for me, too. 22 from Baron. That'll do. Yeah! There we go. (laughs) It is a bag of holding, as you assume. Yes. And it is a type... It is a type 5 bag of holding. Whoa. Whoa. So the bag itself weighs 100 pounds. Oh, Oh, no. But it can contain up to 2,500 pounds. Oh, my. Because it's a giant... Bag of holding, yeah. Type five, but it weighs a hundred pounds. We I can, don't know if we can even take that. We could put it on uh, Reginald. Oh, yeah. there we go. Yeah, like we, a saddlebag. Yeah, yeah we'll strap it to Reginald. Yeah, and you just Reginald will literally just be a pack horse, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, 
somebody could take it and they could load all of their equipment into it and they would get rid of all of that weight because it would just... Probably have to be yeah. you know, with that belt of heavy load. You could probably take it right. Back. I have the mule back cords. From, oh yes, from, so you uh, should know that retrieving anything from the giant bag of holding is a full round action. If you ever want something in combat, okay. Baron, uh, high on his own hot spellcrafting, says, "Gentlemen, regard the silver pendant granted to me by the alderwoman of Shinnaman's fortune." Ah yes, I would like your assistance in determining its worth. And he rolls his own spellcraft, and hopefully he doesn't need any help. That is a 17. It is a brooch of shielding. Ooh. What is is that? Well, I'm glad you asked, as I stall while my iPad brings it up. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for asking that, Grant. That was a very good question. It is a, uh, you know, a, a piece of jewelry just to fashion a, a cloak or a cape but in addition to this mundane task it can absorb magic missile magic missiles of the sort generated by the spell or spell-like ability hmm. a brooch can absor- absorb up to 101 points of damage from magic magic missiles before it melts and becomes useless so anytime you get hit by magic missiles just keep track and once it uses up 101 points of it it's useless wow that's very awesome that's cool yeah it's a, you know it's only a first like, so when really when Della turns on Baron Yep. Right. Yeah. Doom, 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 He's going to be doom, doom. set. But Della spellcrafts it too, so she knows not to do that. <laughs> uh, Della, do She's you not. have a brooch of bullet shielding? I do not. <laughs> a brooch of Kevlar? <laughs> we could throw it to our enemies to even the odds. Yeah, <laughs> catch! That would be such a baller move to be like, you're going to need this. <laughs> I'll spot you one brooch of shielding. <laughs> uh, before we leave the cathedral, Della actually would like to, on a, like on the near the door... She's going to cast Arcane Mark oh. and leave kind of like a rune that, that's our symbol, the symbol of our party. The true now four. Yeah. Uh, awesome. A big four. Just, yeah. to, mar- just to mark it. Uh, I like I that. Like, hey, what about me? <clears throat> I don't count at all, do I? She, does this, <laughs> she casts again, does a little second rune that says, end up and, ta- uh, and taking <laughs> taking his lead in a much more mundane way, uh, Will will carve uh, the sunburst longsword. Of Yomadai, just uh, like mark it on the wall. It's not going to obviously carve, but right. like mark it on the wall. Um, that a follower of Yomadai was here. Uh, you want to put Torag up there as well? Sure, I've been graffitiing all over this whole. I was going to say that that uh, multi-denominational priest from Shinnaman's Fortune would love this. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> <have> everybody. <laughs> Adela will do uh, Desna. We're really going to spruce up the place. <laughs> the butterfly in Glavers's honor. Now, where uh, do I put the video screen? <laughs> this is a great place. A bit of a fixer-upper. <laughs> um, all right, and so off you go, continuing east. You get about a half a mile up the way, and you see a passageway to the south. You can see the ending of it. doesn't seem to be anything there. Another mile or so up the way, you see another passage south. Again, you can see the ending of it, but you've ignored all the southerly passages so far. I'll assume you're doing the same. Mm-hmm. And then you continue... Even further at this point, you've gone probably well from the uh, from leaving the chapel. You've gone maybe ten miles, just trudging along. And uh, Sir Will is the only one on uh, on a mount right now. Reginald bearing the weight of a giant bag of holding. We're not, we didn't do that. You didn't do that. Baron Baron took it, didn't he? Yeah, Baron has it. He just oh, okay. Um, and soon the valley opens up. And you can see a passageway going straight south. It's wider than the ones that you've seen. 
uh, a passageway that's going north and turning around, and then the valley continues going east, and maybe like a little bit south, but east. Mm, okay. Perhaps the valley curves back south and around onto itself. I believe we shall continue north, Nesta, yes? Yeah, yeah. We've had much luck heading north and east. So far. And the inheritor is with us today. Wouldn't you agree, Nesta? Oh, yeah, no, is this is a, like a holiday, right? It is. It's the day of the inheritor. Oh, great. Well, happy uh, day to you then, my little friends. Thank let's, you so uh, much. Let's do It's your day. You pick whatever you want. Uh... <laughs> Baron just wants to do a quick survival check before we follow that way. Look for treks. Sure. 22. Um, nothing of any import. Got it. Yep. So you go north, and it's like a, a pretty wide valley that eventually gets to a point and just ends. Nothing. Okay. So it ends in a, a cliff wall, a cliff face? Yes, cliff wall, cliff face, just a point. It's okay. One it, extra perception around the sure. area. Uh, cliff face itself. Ooh, 20, even. Uh, 26. Nothing. Nothing nothing and nothing. So it's just another dead end. So it takes a couple hours. Uh, It takes probably like an hour and a half to get back to where you guys were. Oh, wow. And then, uh, you know, you continue following along the water. Um, And you follow along the water, and eventually the valley splits into like a sideways V, a uh, greater than symbol, we'll say. (laughs) There's a passage continuing north. Okay. Probably northeasterly. And then there's another passage to the far southeast. Roll a perception check. Oh, 22. 22. 20. Uh, 21. 17. 21. Nestor and Sir Will notice what looks like a statue uh, towards the opening in the southeast. The river, or the stream rather, that you're following splits, and go, one goes to the northeast V, one goes towards the, the southeast portion. Um, but there seems to be a, some statue in the southeast. And the entrances are about a mile apart. Do you want to continue north? Do you want to go s- to the south? Do you want to inspect? Go I'd like to well, inspect the statue. Yeah, I'm a bit intrigued by that statue, so I say we break our vow. Sorry to do it on your special day. And go <laughs> south. <laughs> And just check it out. Uh, you know? So you guys are following this here. Just to show you a visual, you're moving along like this, following the stream. You go a little bit north, point, dead end. So you come back. And now you continue going east, but you notice that the valley uh, you can, is, is starting to go uh, a little bit southerly. There's a passage going straight south. You go past that and come to this opening here. Part of it's going north. Part of it's going south. You go to inspect the statue. As you get closer and closer to it, you realize it's not a statue at all, but it looks like a giant scarecrow. Whoa! About 20 feet tall or so. Whoa. Crudely formed from tree trunks lashed together. It's like the Wicker Man. And it stands to the entrance of this southeast passage that is forced. So, it's a forested veil. On either side of the passage, uh, steep rocky escarpments climb sharply towards the sky. Clinging boulders jut from the slopes, entwined by the thick roots of twisted ash trees, determined to hold themselves fast. As you guys approach, just to make it extra eerie, a cold wind comes through the valley, hits the ash trees, and it looks like a blizzard of snow as the ash falls down upon the ground. 
Wow. Ash is probably a good sign, considering we're tracking a dragon. Is there a check that can be done to tell what kind of creature this scarecrow was intended for? Birds, drakes, dragons, anything else that flies, any type of pest? That's a good question. Roll a knowledge local check. Uh, 16. 16. Uh, 19 for me. Neither of you know. So 26. Adela comes up and looks at it. And it's, you know, because Baron brings up the idea. What's the point of this thing? Nestor comes up. I don't know. Stupid. Adela comes up and looks (laughs) at it and realizes that it is a warning to other giants not to go this way. Ah. Well, you know what? We are not. Is other giants? giants? We are not giants, so. Especially Will. Gangway. Uh, uh, As usual, you have many options. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a conundrum. We're still trying to track the. And I should tell you, it's. The Fortune people. You know, it's getting darker now because you lost some time going up to that dead end. It's getting darker at night. The sun is coming down. It's beautiful but eerie. Well, I've got to say, anywhere that the Giants don't want the Giants to go, I'd like to see. Um, can I do... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Was the check done on the Scarecrow? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the boulders. There's boulders that are being held up by the roots of trees on the cliffside? Yep. So does it seem like they could be trapped? You don't get that sense. Like, the the roots seem to really hold the boulders yeah, fast. Yeah, they wouldn't, yeah. like, sweep into the valley. Yeah. Yeah, okay. you don't get that sense. Um... um Wow. But it is thick forest ahead, which is where, whereas you really haven't seen a lot of trees. There's trees growing usually on on the slopes that are a little more uh, that have more flat portions before they climb up to the sky. But in front of you, down this dale, is all trees. Yeah, or I okay. Say thickly, so. will emboldened by uh, Nestor's casual confidence, will kind of turn to Della and be like, "We are giant hunters, aren't we?" But there are no giants this way. Wasn't it put up by giants telling other giants to stay out? Yeah, and presumably that meant there's something they don't want that way, right? No, I'm thinking it's a tribe of giants that is trying to keep other giants out. No, is that? I, I think it's a warning to other giants not to go down there lest they be uh, endangered by something far greater than a giant strength. Oh, but look, I mean, it might be... There could be anything. It could be a weapon. It could be dangerous to giants. I want to keep people away. That's something that we need to explore, I say. Every day we lose, those Shinnerman's Fortune people are closer to death. Yeah, I know, but I don't really care about them. Well, I do. <laughs> I, do I know you do, but, I mean, that's that's the crux of the argument. But, um, I mean, I really, honestly, and I'm being honest here, I really just want to kill giants as many as I can. And there's, So, I mean, I, that's my vote. I, I've said my piece, and you do what you want. You always do, so. <laughs> Nesta, I really didn't need the passive-aggressive cut at the end. <laughs> we are trying our best to be a, a full group here, and I believe your opinion is very much so respected. All right, well, I appreciate and I, that. And I understand what you're saying here, and I believe, yes, that we are here to hunt giants. We are here to kill giants, and perhaps these survivors of Shinnaman's Fortune, they were given to the dragon, weren't they not? Yeah, the drake or the dragon, whatever they said, and perhaps this warning is for giants to stay away from the dragon. It could perhaps be. Perhaps the dragon took the prisoners this very way. Yeah, they could be right there on around the bend. Like they could be right there. Hello, 
Well, a bunch of people, footless people, and then we drag them back to, you know, whatever. The truth is we know very little, and we must go with our instincts, Della. Exactly. Your instincts warn you against this path. Della's like, you're absolutely right. We do know very little. Wait here. And she casts Fly on herself. Oh. Whoa. And takes off into the air. <laughs> what? Where is she going? Della casts Fly and takes off in the air going... She wants to kind of get high up so she can do surveillance around the area. Okay. Um, and and then you know next round she'll she will vanish herself. Okay. Um, so you fly up and roll a perception check. Fifteen. Uh, while Holy vanish, shit. vanish lasts for how long? Uh, I Twelve cast seconds. It. Right. Oh no no you're sixth seventh level. I'm seventh level. Yeah. So it lasts for seven rounds. So thirty or forty. 42 seconds. 42 seconds. You fly up in the air. When you feel you're at a comfortable height, you vanish. And you vanish just in time because you see three drakes flying around hunting for prey. And there's a rift drake in there as well. Oh, wow. And that's from like over the area where they said giants don't go? uh, No, it's just like over the area in general. Like you feel like if you don't land right now, you're going to get attacked by three rift drakes. So Della immediately. And do I see anything out? Sorry, what cardinal direction are they in? Are they... They're, they're like, uh, up up in the sky, like hunting. So they... But you look down, and you just see the tops of trees and the stream that cuts between the path. But, yeah, you... So they're moving over wide swaths of the yeah, valley. they're, they're like, hunting. Okay. So Della immediately turns around, flies back down, appears to them, and says, we need to get to cover immediately. Immediately. <sighs> Whoa. Right. But it's like, Lexington, we must get to cover immediately. Uh, is there an... Uh, we'll get to cover immediately. Uh, Baron, we, there's no time for this. <laughs> are we in cover? Baron's like, wait, 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 wait. There's no time for your role play. <laughs> Let's think about this. Once we're in cover, are we in cover? Is there a tree nearby we can hide? So you're going to go into the valley, into the trees? Like the first set of trees you see right there? Yeah, sure. Okay, so you guys just run in in cover and you're you're watching. You know, it's more like you went up there, you looked down and you saw the tops of trees. You couldn't, like, get a sense. And you can see the valley curves, uh, you know, keeps going down, down, down to the south, but there's so many trees you can't quite get a grip on what's there but when you went up you realize there are drakes in the area obviously they attacked one of you one of them attacked you already so it's probably drake nests all the way up in these cliffs and so had you not gone down you would have been attacked and most likely killed great is is there a, a knowledge check I can do to determine a way outside of staying underneath trees to avoid detection of drakes as we travel <laughs> Like, uh, I already tried to cover myself in giant blood at some point to, like, throw, throw them off our scent. But right, right. I'm just trying to find a way to not fight Rift Drakes, especially since we still don't have a good way to get them grounded. Sure. I mean, roll a... I mean, I can just tell you, you just roll a wisdom check. You're wise. 17. 17. You, 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 don't want, you probably don't want to fly. You probably <laughs> don't want to go snooping around in nests. But... Otherwise, you know, there's, there's nothing you can there's do. There's nothing you can do. You're in the wild. All right. They could come at any moment. It's a Fucking scary proposition. Scary. Yeah. And you saw what one did. Right. Della. I, Della. Della just saw three. Was one of them that drakes that you saw, did it look familiar at all? Like the one that ran off? Yes. Because I'd love a second shot at that one. One, At least one. At least was one. definitely looked, a rift drake. The other like two rift. you couldn't quite tell. You no, but like, was it the one? I didn't take uh, take a minute to look at its features, if that's what you're asking. What well, did it have? Huge gaping wounds all over its body. <laughs> did it? Uh, not that you could tell. Not that I could tell. 
Well, I'd love, I'd love to take another fucking shot at that thing. <laughs> Can I ask you a question, Nestor? Yeah, please. Have, ask away. Have all the things that you said you wanted to kill, are they all dead at this point? So far. But uh, I still have ambitions, so, you know, <laughs> I can't, you know, I'm still hungry, you know. Not this conversation's all happening in the trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Will is just looking up the whole time. Like, he is literally, I'll tell you what he's scared of. He's very confident in himself and in his size. He thinks it is an advantage. He loves it. He's imagining how easy it would be to just get swept right off of Lexington and just carried away. Like, he's looking around so scared because it's like he wouldn't be able to control that it would be that, so easy it would be so easy and he can't move much he can't dodge in his heavy armor is he, right. you know what I mean so he's like really freaked out by the idea of the swoop down and take you away for a meal like really freaking him out um, my concern uh, in character is that this might be the way to uh, the aforementioned dragon's lair and that thing is the only thing that is strong enough to scare giants away and I don't know if we want to directly creep into their lair, or it just could be it could be set up to just keep them away from these drakes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Though the but they presence were... of trees suggest. Well, I don't know. But what I Della, I think, is now more inclined to go this way, considering the, go the other way was out in the open, and that would put us at greater risk. I mean, you and the other thing to consider too is you have been out in open the whole time and only got attacked once. once. But those are your options. You can go down this way into the forest area uh, or you can go back up north or you can go back and try other stuff I say we put it to a vote as a player I'm concerned that Skid has two votes (laughs) (laughs) I say we put it to a vote can can Umlo serve as vice president and only break ties he's president pro tempore so (laughs) we go to the south or we continue our our exploration of the north what is it we know Nesta's vote. Nesta, I'm voting uh, with you on this. Yeah, I like, I like to take out these drakes. I don't like them. I think you should all know that I have no fear of these drakes. See, that's what it is. He's a brave little man. Not just lie. <laughs> sense, <Right>. sense motive. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, shaking at his arm. So much courage. <laughs> so that's two for the south. Sheriff. Um, I don't think this is a bright idea to go that way. I'm going to vote for the other direction. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> Two south, one north. Della, what say you? We've been going north this whole damn time, and it is the feast of whatever the inheritor hell, Yomadai bullshit. <laughs> Della, perhaps. That's uh, extremely <laughs> offensive. <laughs> <laughs> On any other day, I, <laughs> I, like I, to call I might it, smirk. I like to call it the whore in the sky. That's how I... Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to change my vote. <laughs> anyway, Nestor isn't going. I call her the whore in the sky. No, that's what I thought that Come was her on, name. Man. I thought that was like an honorific. Come on. I thought it was an honorific going up. That is how you pronounce an I in front of an O, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's Della. Uh, Della, perhaps both scared by the, river, the Rift Drake and maybe swayed by Will's story last night, votes to go with Will and Nestor. Yeah, uh, it's unanimous. We're going. <laughs> so Amlo voted with Nestor. I'm guessing. Amlo was just like, "I'll, I'll go whatever you like. <laughs> I'll go whatever you like." Can I make you some eggs? <laughs> right? Would you like some scotch eggs? I'm not paying for them, but <laughs> so off you go uh, towards this southeasterly way, Sir Will. Question: I, I want to ask a question. Yeah. That thing that we got, the tree, 
I mean, I know it was like to stay alive, but didn't wasn't there a survival check that could tell us something else besides just how to stay alive? The sapling rod? Yeah, the sapling yeah. rod thing that we got. There, wasn't there some one added plus element? Five plus five to survival, survival checks, checks to not get oh not get lost. That's to not get lost. Yeah, yeah. Right. I didn't know if it was like for finding how water. Long does, or how long like does that. the tree take to grow? An hour. So you can plant it now and come back later. Whoever's still alive. I don't want to lose <laughs> it. Though. Well, now doesn't that take a week? Like to get no, no, it loses its power. No, for you a week you can only you. do it once per week, but it grows in an hour in the new. And you eat the fruit, you have lesser restoration, and then you can and, do it again. And one cure modern wounds. This would or be great if you were still in yeah. true now. You could plant the tree, go to the plague house, interview a couple people. Yeah, totally. Take a cure moderate, then do some other stuff. Come back, do lesser restoration. So cool. Okay, <laughs> Silvermane uh, is watering the ground next oh, to yeah. it. He's like <laughs> no, not quite hitting it. It's yeah. more complicated. <laughs> it, it can bloom once per week, and after after as soon as it blooms, it reverts back to its its rod form. Yeah, right. Yeah, we had that. Ex- and well, but that's the thing. It's like you plant it, wait an hour, pick the fruit, and then take the one pocket of it, and then you take you walk it yeah. away again. But you can't use that ability for another, for another week. week. Now let me ask you this: You guys chose the southeast. You start walking down thickly uh, populated with trees. The stream runs just like it has the entire time you've been going right through the middle of this valley. There are trees on either side and a little footpath on either side of the river. Do you guys want to be on the left side of the river? The right side? I say river. It's a stream. It's probably 10 feet, 15 feet wide at its widest point. Left side, right side, or half and half? Left. I'll vote for left. I vote we all stay together. So left it is. And right now, as long as we stay within 20 feet of each other, we all have woodland stride. Mm. Yeah, that's a good thing. So I would like to... Uh, the formation I would like is to have Nestor or whomever wants to be in front and Will in the back. Okay. Um, are you guys straight lining it or two by two? Uh, I think we two by two so we can stay within 20 feet easily. Yeah. Uh, Nestor and Della up front. Nestor and sure. Olo. Okay, Nestor and Della. And we've got the, the dwarves The together. dwarves in the middle, the hardy dwarves in and the middle. And then uh, the little guy in the back, just in a perfect place to be snatched by a drake. Yeah, because he doesn't want them to see his face while it's like snapping around in the sky frantically, sweat beating down his temples. Out of nowhere, Baron pulls a Drake call out of his pocket. (laughs) He starts frantically pointing at Will. (laughs) It's not funny, Baron. It's it's not funny. So you see this scarecrow made out of tree trunks to resemble a giant. Della realizes that it's to keep giants out, made by giants tell giants don't go this way you guys follow the stream on the left side of it trees everywhere and it's getting darker and darker and darker and eventually night falls the only sounds you hear are the sounds of like maybe some woodland creatures like that like that for example (laughs) and the the rush of the stream the mountain stream it's very very eerie not only because it's night and it's dark, you don't know where the hell you're going, but also because there's more uh, trees here than you've dealt with, and so it, you feel even more closed in. It's one thing to be closed in by these slope, sloping mountains that go all the way up to the sky. It's another thing to have these trees because you don't know what's in them. Well, sure enough, there is something in them. Because at one point, you hear like... I'd like to roll a perception check. I'll, I'll save you that perception check because out of the trees come one, two, three, four giant creatures. Oh my God. With like flame shooting out of their eyes, their skin 
basically oh, falling so bad. off them. Whoa. So bad. Whoa. And they just come like lumbering out and they look like this. Oh, oh my god. Oh. Roll for initiative. Now I know. Now I know why the scarecrow was there. They're saying there's there's zombie giants zombie down here. Zombie giants, apparently. Ugh. They sure are, fellas. They sure are. <laughs> oh, baby! Four bloated, rotting giants come out of the marsh, reeking of death. Oh, reeking of death! <laughs> this is going to be something else. I'll tell you right now. Baron, for his part. Wanted to go north. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's over 20? Uh, 30. Of age. 30 for Nestor. Natural 20. Wow, okay. 27 for Baron. Oh, Man, come you on. Guys, you guys should be playing wizards or bards. Uh, all right. Yeah, or what we are playing. Or what you are playing. Della? 12. 12. Uh, and a 13 for Will. And what about old Umlo? 11. 11. All right, you guys... Uh, Appropriately get the jump on these. You'd think they'd be slow lumbering creatures, but they come out of the woods very fast. Now look at the way I've drawn it here. You've got you're hemmed in by the valley. I probably could have given you a little more uh, room in the valley there, but what's done is done. Uh, the stream you can walk through. It's it's not difficult terrain or anything at this point. The stream is very. You can you can just walk through it normal without losing any uh, movement speed. Uh, all right, round one. Nestor, and remember, it is dark out for my All right, humans. So I'm. Athletes. I assume that being assuming that they're undead, that they are not subject to persistent damage, sneak damage, right? Um, if they are undead, yeah, I don't. I think you can crit undead. You can crit you undead. You can crit undead, but I don't know about. I don't think sneak, sneak damage. Attack. Yeah, I think you can. Really? Yep. Yeah, we thought they couldn't, and I believe that, uh, yeah, you can absolutely do I'm it. I'm looking at undead traits right here, and it doesn't say that. So yeah. You're okay, yeah. Uh, undead okay. traits are usually like they're immune to electricity or something weird like that. Uh, they're, I think they're immune to mind-affecting They're effect. immune yeah. to a lot of stuff, but not But not straight up damage. It does not say yeah. precision okay. damage. All right. Um, Don't go Googling undead traits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Nestor's going to uh, many shots, pull two arrows out, and fire them at the giant across the stream. All right, so this from him. weird white giant comes out. <laughs> skin falling from it. Uh, and he studied him, and that's a 30 to hit. 30 hits. And oh, that sure. is a uh, 10, 20% mischance, and I make it. Uh, right, because Nestor doesn't have dark vision, so he right. still hits it. Uh Thirty-five points of damage. Wow! All right. Next attack. Uh, second attack. Oh, natural one. No. Oh, no. no. <laughs> well, nobody's in melee nobody's yet. Nobody's in melee. <laughs> but don't fumble to see if it's a fumble. Oh. Um, this is against his flat-footed AC, which <laughs> I don't know if that helps. <laughs> They're not very dexterous. Uh, seventeen. No fumble. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. By a pubic hair. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. The whole room is just like, <laughs> Rift Drake all over again. No. And I shuffled the fumble deck, too, so I could get that card again if I pulled it out. I was going to say, you probably ripped it up and threw it out. Oh, I would. I should have. Uh, Baron, you're up. Nestor got a good hit on one of them. Uh, Baron is going to, as a swift action, enact his first judgment. Oh. <gasps> 
Oh, Judge Dredd! The judgment, and just like Judge Dredd, he's going to talk to his gun and give it the judgment of sacred smiting. Oh, yes. talk to me. Yes! So Grant's that, got some splaining to do. That will bathe the double-barreled pistol in divine light. And oh. my magic will count, or my weapons will count as magic for the purposes of bypassing DR. Um, and uh, it will count as a good weapon uh, for the purpose of uh, bypassing. Okay. So, uh, nerd! I, <laughs> I, Grant, you're such a nerd. <laughs> Everybody, check out the nerd. Who Why brought the nerd? Chess nerd. Baron's going to take a five foot step towards the giant. Which one? Therefore, the one that has her shot. <laughs> okay. And he is going to do three shots at him. All right. Nice shot number one. Take him out. Take him down. Ooh. Almost a misfire. Ooh. Almost. Uh, that is a... Sorry. Uh, 14 against Touch AC. Hit. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> this gun. Oh, ooh, uh, minimum damage. 11 points of damage. 11 points of... <laughs> Second attack. Drake's won't hear that gunshot. Uh, that's a hit. <laughs> do they do night feedings? <laughs> 14 points of damage. And the first Marsh White falls. Oh, oh Marsh nice. White. <laughs> I use the Mud Elemental... Uh, Pond. Did you notice? All right, you have oh, a yeah. shot left in that. Yeah, you. Yeah, I have one more against the Did other you just guy. Just take another five foot step. Or? No, no, no. no, no. He was just counting his squares. All right, so you got one more guy over there. Uh, the other guy on the other side of the. If river. he has the same touch AC, it's a hit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirteen points of damage. Thirteen points of damage on. You know, what? I'm going to give him a real creative name. I'm going to call him three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sir Will. Trying to name your creatures so you can get the crit cards. Yeah. <laughs> no, your game. Game three. <laughs> uh, Sir Will is going to... Oh, he's going to... 13, you said, Baron? Yes. Uh, Sir Will is going to turn Lexington toward the uh, creature that Baron just shot. It's like... <laughs> and yeah, and when a paladin... Of all people, sees undead. I mean, that is... Yeah, this is your bread Talk and about butter. an offensive uh, just attack... On the day of the inheritor, this is an affront to the, to your god. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Uh, he, and to decency itself, <laughs> he is going to turn toward it. He is going to say, "You've chosen the wrong day, white." And smite evil. Racist, all right. As That's a racist. swift action, <laughs> he's going to smite evil as a swift action. And then he's going to lower his lance oh boy. and oh. charge ride-by attack. Through, oh, the, yes. through the stream. <laughs> oh, wow. Up and, water. and since it's undead, I've never done this yet with Will. I don't think I've ever done this with any character. When you smite evil and it's undead, your first attack against it, your bonus damage is doubled. And that's oh. on top of the charging damage, oh, 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 which is oh. triple. Okay. So he's going to lower the... I mean, this is the exact sort of target you want. And you're going uh, right into the tree line. I'm going right into the the tree line. Yep. So uh, can I continue the charge into the far... Well, no, we have uh, that thing. Oh, I'll be more than 20 feet away. I won't have woodland stride. Yeah. So um, Um, you're going to be... You're going to be able to go far enough. It gets so thick in there. It, so it's like five feet or so I have yeah. to stop. Okay. Basically, if you don't kill it, it will be able to attack you next round. Uh, okay. Then I will aim to kill it in one tilt. Oh. For Highbury! For Highbury! <laughs> uh, 29 to hit. That is a hit. And he does... Um, uh, 11, 44 points of damage. <laughs> and you kill the one. Yeah! 
smoten from the heavens. I can't tell you how huge this is. On the day of the inheritor. No less. This could wow. get so bad, so fast. <laughs> so make these attacks Uh-oh. count. That was that was three d six plus thirty three. Oh my god! <laughs> I think minimum damage might have killed it. Question for you too. I don't yes. know what whites are, but do they have to roll will against Umla's armor? Uh, they would. Well, they're have undead. To. Yes. Yeah, I think they're, they're undead. undead so so they're no. have, yeah, maybe not. Effects. Yes, that's a might exactly. Thank right. you. Uh, all right, Della. Make it count. Uh, Della is going to move uh, back towards where Will charged. Okay. Their, her full movement. And then she's going to cast a zero-level mega spell. Oh, these always work. Mm. Uh, she's going to come this way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the middle of a huge combat. Let me guess. In the, in Press the, the digitation? Disrupt undead. <laughs> oh. Talk to me, Matthew. So I make a ranged touch attack, and then I deal 1d6, 1D6 points of damage. All right. Pretty, uh, pretty okay. simple. While I get out of the way, I'll just... Uh, that's going to be a hit. Uh, All right. 25. 25 is a hit. And you take three points of damage. Hey, there you go. It counts. Nice. I love when you can use a zero level We're... spell and have it do something. Yeah. Uh, and that was against the one, uh, what I'm calling one. Yes. That's correct. This lumbering marsh white comes out. Uh, all right, Della. Umlo. Umlo. All uh, of you rolled higher initiative than the whites. There's a... There's a marsh white at the tree line right behind him. So he turns around uh, with, uh, and he's like, I don't like uh, these, um, you know, giants that are like used to be dead and now that are not. I can't, I can't think. It's very late. Uh, <laughs> but being that it is the day, it's taking like five minutes. <laughs> being that it is the day of the inheritor, I think it's proper that I'll put you back in your grave. Right, right. I was uh, yells at Will. Right, Will. Will. Will shouts from the trees about fifty feet away. I couldn't agree more. Right, see, <laughs> and he knows what he's talking about. So, uh, oh no, oh no. Say for hibernate. Oh, for for hibern hi- <laughs> for the Hibernians. Oh shit. Uh, uh, fifteen. Flat footed. Okay. Oh, against plus two. Plus flat footed. That's you get right. the plus two for. Di- oh right? yes, and plus two for. Ju- that is a hit. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, Still has yet to crit with heart spit. I know. Heart spit. Heart spit. Heart spit. Uh, Twelve points of damage. And, okay. And then the two. Oh, D6. and then yeah, and then uh, fifteen. Fifteen damage. So okay. So another three for the two d six. Yep. Boom. And then uh, second attack. Uh, eight. Twenty. Twenty. Is a hit. Uh, 12 points of damage. All right. Now I get to play. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you've taken two of my, uh, two of my, uh, very, very dangerous creatures out of the fight. But there are two left. The first one attacks Umlo with a slam. All right. I'll attack Umlo because if this hits, you'll realize why they're so bad. Natty 16. Oof. Hits Umlo. Miss. <laughs> hits Umlo for 14 points of damage. And Umlo starts to feel very weak as he loses an entire level. <gasps> oh, oh, no. With energy drain. Oh, oh no. no. That's why it could get so bad. That's yeah. why it could get so yeah, bad. Yeah, whites. That's right. Whites have always had... 
Level drain. Oh. And it gains power from Umlo as it sucks no. power out of Umlo and that touch. So it gains some hit points back. Oh. And I'll tell you something. Negative levels remain until 24 hours have passed or until they are removed with a spell such as restoration, which you do not have. If a negative level is not removed before 24 hours is it's passed, permanent. the affected creature must make a fortitude save with a very high DC. It's like 25, I think. On a success... Negative level goes away. On a failure, it is a permanent negative level. And Umlo's already a level down from the rest of us. This could cripple Umlo. Yep. <sighs> One more white steps up and... That's me. He goes after Nestor. The two guys who have the ability drain and damage. It just happened to be the way they were standing. All right. Goes to slam Nestor. 23. Exactly. That's exactly uh. Uh, you take 15 points of damage, and... Oh, excuse me. You guys get a save. I was like, there's got to be some sort of save on this. So roll a... Um, fortitude. It's got to be fortitude, yeah. Roll a fortitude save. Um, natural roll. 20. 27 for Oh, Nestor. thank God. Natural 20. You know what I, I realized? A natural 20 on a save is always a success. Yes. And a 1 is always a failure. So Umlo... Oh, 13. Oh, Umlo failed. Oh, poor Umlo. Huge poor Umlo. save by Nestor, though. I was like, this, this can't just all, every hit do an energy level, but uh, it's a pretty tough fortitude save. Natural 20 will do it. Round two. Oh. Nestor. Kill that thing before it takes more of uh, Umlo. Okay. Nestor will take a five-foot step back. <laughs> and it's take intense. a shot, and he will hit... Uh, with as many shots, and we'll see. Oh, yes. Okay, he hits him. Gets past the concealment, and here we so go. So you imagine dark. These just these creatures come out of the woods in the darkness. Yeah. Mister's like training his bow, straining his eyes, trying to see. Thirty-seven points of damage. All right. All right, uh, and then take a second shot. Take Put second him shot. down, Nesta. Uh, and that's 23, and... 23 is a hit. Ah, oh, 11, 12 points of damage. Oh, no. Not going to do it. Shit! If you can't see me at home, I'm shaking my head. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, hold on, on a second. Uh, by the way, are you adding electricity damage to all this damage? Yeah. Are they, like, have any resistance to electricity? Um, I, I looked at that. No, okay. Uh, no. Okay, cool. I don't know why why I always think undead have resistance to electricity. Yeah, weird. They have, they have a t- like this is all immunities. Look, it's just <laughs> a whole thing. You know how you have your like hang ups in Pathfinder, like things you never yeah. remember or you think of as wrong, no matter what, no matter yeah, how yeah. many times you're told the right thing. Yeah, minus four shooting into melee. <laughs> Every time. That's mine. That's what I was saying. All right, Baron. Both of the white remaining whites have taken significant damage. One has already exacted pr- something that could, like, flat-out kill him. Do you want to save your dwarven brother-in-arms? Or the scumbag convict Nestor coin? <laughs> Porque no los dos! <laughs> <laughs> and Baron's going to step into a location where he can shoot at both. So I think if he does a five-foot step diagonally towards the tree line, he might have to have cover through... Yeah, yeah low, get, be shooting can, around him low, but... You're, fine, one get you're fine hitting the one that Nestor just hit, but yeah. the one that exacted uh, energy damage on Umlo is going to get uh, plus... Umlo's in between you and the right. creature. Yeah. Plus four to its AC. But yeah. Umlo is getting another shot But you also will too. hit anything that you don't misfire at, so you're right. fine. Because okay. it's touch. Yep, yep. Don't roll the one. <sighs> or two. Are you yeah. aiming for the one that's... Uh, I'm aiming for the one that Nestor okay. shot first. gotcha. 
Nice. That is a hit. That is a hit. I'll save you the damage roll. You kill it. All right, yeah. (laughs) Nestor came extremely close. It was three hit points. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, and they don't have con, right? When they get to zero, they're done. Yeah, that's it. Zero con, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And this guy gets just a plus whatever to it. Plus four to its AC. That is a 21 against touch AC. Oh, that'll do, (laughs) That'll do. That'll do, pig. 15 points of damage. And let me check the amount of hit points it has left. Still alive. One more. Last shot. Still alive. Baron is going to get up close and deadly on one. this one. Yes, one. do it. One. Roll a one. Roll a one. Ooh. <laughs> what is that? Minus two. It's plus no, four that, against AC. It's, it's, it's a... Oh, no, but plus five. That's an eight against such AC. That's a miss. That is a miss. But he still takes damage from the up close and deadly. Yeah, he takes half damage. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, one point of damage. Oh. oh, no, I'm sorry. Two, two, two. Little graze. Oh, totally forgot because I lumbering don't. towards oh, 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 Sir no. Will. You are in the tree line. Um, I was going to. Uh, you can't charge out of there. Just to let you know it's because of you're in the, the thick. Uh, using Lexington's movement, I can double move though, right, and get yeah, out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'll just get. Uh, well, I'm not going to go all the way to that thing because I'm not going to be able to hit it. I don't think. Um, so I will get out there and. Um, you know what? I'm going to use his move, and then I'm going to hold my action. Wait, ah. I can't do that. I have to ready an action. Um, I will ready an action. Nope. Because if he comes in melee, he'll be ten feet away, so that won't be relevant. Uh, you know what? I'll ready an action, and if he hits uh, any of our allies, I'll channel positive energy. Okay. Interesting. Uh, all right. It's Della's turn, then Umlo's turn, and then its turn. Oh, yeah. This thing's dead. Della will magic missile. Magic missile. Does it have Bad a brooch attached to its <laughs> yeah. decayed flesh? It did sleight of hand on Baron's brooch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just magic. jabs it into its flesh. Missile. <laughs> 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage. That's it. It's still alive. Oh. It's still alive. It's up to Umlo. Umlo oh. could kill it because you've got Just, multiple attacks, right? Right. She says, all right, now, I'm so not close. going to let you ruin another Inheritor's Day. <laughs> this happened last year, the exact same thing, and I'm holding a grudge, I'll tell you right now, so you're about to go back to the grave and etc. Uh, uh, 14, 16. 16 is a miss. Shit. Shit. Oh, no. uh, Umlo also has to be 15 feet away, so if you could put him a five-step, five-foot step back. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Mad- I'm seven foot with some of the Omegas. I have another missile. Oh, oh is that, I guess that's too late, huh? Hands yeah, off the yeah. chest piece. Hands off the chest piece. I'm sorry. Sorry, Matthew. <laughs> God damn it. You have one job. Know your character. <laughs> uh, Second attack from Umla. 16. Miss. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. He goes to slam Umla again. It, oh, it's actually, it was less. I forgot about the... Hang on. Negative have... levels are the worst fucking thing to deal with. Yeah. Oh my Hero God. Just mathematically, they're all. Wait, wait. Mathematically, it's so fucking shitty. Does he also have 15 feet reach? 15 feet of reach? Um, he has 10 feet of reach. So he would have to close and take an attack of opportunity. No, no he'd take no, a five foot step. Five foot step. Uh, yeah. Um, and because nobody else got up in melee with him, he's got to go after Umlo. If he hits and does energy and drain to Umlo, Umlo will be down. Two negative levels. I mean, it's a death sentence. Oh my god! Talk about knowing your character. I should have retconned my turn. I should just channel positive energy against him. 
And even think oh, of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. What oh, an idiot. What a dumb. Oh, I would have rolled three ones. Learn your character. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I will roll Practice this. what you preach. I'll roll this in front of the table because, I mean, this is a death sentence for Umlo. I, if not now, soon. Ooh, Ooh. not good. <sighs> it's going to be an 18 to hit. It's got to miss. That misses. Miss. It's a yeah, miss. His AC shouldn't go down with the negative level. It doesn't, affects no. hit points, stuff like that. So that yeah, is... Yeah. A miss. Yes. Clutch. I don't believe it even affects hit points. I think it's all attacks, uh, saving throws, skill checks. It's minus two to everything. It's bad. Yeah. I think you lose some hit points, too, but I can't remember. Okay. We'll look it up between episodes. You lose one hit die. Well, I don't know. It, it doesn't work like you. Yeah, it's, it's, not like it, and it's not like an actual level is taken away. It it's, used to work like it's that. It's extremely, extremely bad. For yeah, it's bad. Uh, and if he had lost two levels, you might as well just slit his throat and leave him in the stream. Uh, <laughs> it's round that. three. Just, we put him in the bag of holding. Nestor, take this one out. All right. Um, <laughs> Many shot this thing. All right, so yeah, he steps up, five-foot step, and he's just like, 99, what? And <laughs> oh, that's, that's a hit. Deadsville. Oh, concealment. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Thirty-four points of damage. Boom! Kills the final one. Uh, yes. All right. Saturday night's all white for fighting. <laughs> what could have been very, very ugly for all of you was only really, really bad. For Umlo. <laughs> I Umlo. want you to think about that. Because I'll see you next week. Oh. Oh. Sorry, oh. Umlo. We, we need the sad outro music. Sad outro music. You've got to save my life. Bring me luck. I love you all. This is the worst inheritance day ever. It's the worst inheritance day Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts.